another episode of Dog Pound Dish. My name is Maliki, and thank you for tuning in. So the Browns are now 4-1 under Kevin Stefanski. Let me just adjust my mic here. That's right, 4-1. <laughs> so that that's a little crazy to think about. Just, it's... <laughs> oh, so we're heading into Pittsburgh, 4-1. That puts us third in the division. But now we're... Sixth, we have the we are in the playoffs right now, but four and one. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to put it into a sentence, right? Because you've had so many disappointing seasons, and now finally, finally, it's come to fruition. All this losing, and Kevin Stefanski has shown that he can lead this team to the promised land. I mean, it, it, the playoffs are reachable. We have an 80% chance of making the playoffs. This is a playoff caliber team. I don't want to get sidetracked with my extra, you know, jubilance with all these wins, but it's something to really, you know, take note of. This is, this is some, this is a coach that you can, that you can envision for the next five years and hopefully more running this Cleveland Browns football team. And it's such a good feeling. Again, such a great day to be a Browns fan. It's incredible. 4-1. and one. It's beat Pittsburgh week. But let's break down the Indy game. So the Browns won against Indianapolis 32-23. to So I watched the game, and anybody who watched the game, let's start with the offensive side of the ball. The offensive run game was horrible for the Browns in the beginning. It wasn't horrible, but it was it was really bad. I don't want to say horrible, but it was not great. You you saw runs getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage, and you saw that, you know, Wyatt Teller eventually, he ended up getting injured, and now he's week to week. That's a big blow. But Nick Chubb, you know, you're kind of starting to see the effects of him not being on the field, and they had to rely on Baker, and it paid off. He looked incredible throwing darts in the ends or in the red zone. It was it was just a fire uh, not a fire show. Just it it was incredible because you you saw what Baker did in his 2018 rookie season and you saw the reminiscent you saw it was reminiscent of that incredible season and his days at Oklahoma to, to now. And you were really hopeful that he was returning back to that incredible form. And it looks like it in the first half. He threw for 220 yards in the first half alone against the top passing defense in the NFL. He was just lighting the Colts secondary up, did not throw any turnover-worthy plays, looked calm in the pocket, moved flawlessly on the roll, and threw, you know, he's so good on on the run. But you you questioned his pocket passing ability but against the Colts in that first half man he was incredible he was absolutely ridiculous just lighting up the secondary throwing darts he had, there was one pass to Landry that was just incredible and it was a great catch by Landry probably a better catch than the throw and he just went over at the top of the linebacker and picked it up but that was the first half and it derailed in the second half and the Browns seemed to struggle a lot in the second half you saw it against Dallas and now you saw it against the Colts game. So Baker Mayfield, his incredible first half performance, I don't want to take away from that, but 
just for anybody's information, Baker Mayfield has the worst quarterback rating of all quarterbacks starting for an NFL team in the entire NFL. He is the worst quarterback rating in the fourth quarter. He just cannot throw the ball a lot in the fourth quarter. He can't throw it well for some reason. He seems to struggle a lot. They have, oftentimes they've been leading in the fourth quarter, which means he's running the ball a lot. But I mean, he threw two interceptions. One was just awful. One he got hit as he threw. Jedrick Wills just refused to, you know, protect him. But but nonetheless, he did not play well in the second half. Just was overly aggressive. Didn't take checkdowns when they were open. And you that's the Baker that you saw in 2019. And I don't want to focus solely on that because he had an incredible first half, maybe the best half of his entire NFL career, and that's not an understatement. Uh, that's not that's not me exaggerating. So Baker, I think he'll learn from that. There's really something there with him, and we have an episode coming out on if Baker is a Mayfield is a franchise quarterback for the Browns, and an analysis of that. But it's it's a toss-up, but I think he's a really talented quarterback with a lot of upside and potential. And then, you know, continuing with the offensive side of the ball, Wyatt Teller, important to note, he is week-to-week with a calf injury. It looks like Chris Hubbard will be filling in for him at right guard for the Steelers game. So that's not something you want to see for a guy that is the top-rated offensive lineman, according to Pro Football Focus. And that's a, that was a big reason of your surging run game. And he wasn't excellent in pass protection, but he was above average. So that'll definitely hurt the offensive line against a, a very imposing Pittsburgh defensive line as well. So that'll hurt. But overall, from the offense, solid day. I wouldn't say anything more. It could use some more uh, consistency, I would say, throughout the both halves. I think sometimes Kevin Stefanski gets a little too conservative in the second half, but he's a rookie head coach. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, bash him for that. But maybe just, you know, get the offense, you know, keep the enthusiasm and pace and energy with them and momentum with the offense instead of just handing it off if it's not necessarily working. But again, uh, just to mention quickly, shout out to Dernis Johnson. Uh, for that not for that 28-yard run on third and nine to end the game effectively for the Browns, so really great job by him. Uh, the, some players are really stepping up, and Dernis Johnson is one of them. And you like to see that with a franchise running back like Nick Chubb, who is out. And then you have the defensive side of the ball. <sighs> okay, so I I it was much better than against the Cowboys. I think you saw. Some, you know, of course, with the pick sixes and the also pick by Sheldrick Redwine. But to be honest, as much as I thought that the defense played well, it seems to struggle like the offense at the crucial points, which is the fourth quarter. And it just, it really disappoints me because that's when games are won and I feel like that's why I'm hesitant to pick the Browns game in the Browns' favor. Because you have a Steelers team who's well-coached and with a lot of veterans. And this Browns team, yes, they might get ahead, but can they sustain the league? 
uh, the lead, and that's what I'm concerned about for this Browns defense. Can they hold Ben Roethlisberger on a third and seven on their own on when the Steelers are on their own 40, uh, two minutes left, and no timeouts, and it's if they score touchdown wins? I mean, come on. This is when you need to start making stops, and I don't trust the Browns' defense to do that. And you, you've seen it two weeks in a row with the Cowboys game nearly blowing a 24-point lead and against the Colts game, and against the Colts. So again, with the defense, you really like seeing those turnovers, Ronnie Harrison getting a, a pick, taking it to the house, and then Sheldrick Redwine getting one. So these young guys stepping up, Carl Joseph was out for the Colts game. So overall, very pleased. I feel like we held the Colts offense not to a lot of production. Their rushing game was non-existent. So overall, okay job. Just want to be more consistent throughout the game. And that's kind of the mantra for, you know, this entire Browns team moving forward. And now, let's talk about the special teams. All right. Let's talk about the special teams for a second. So obviously that momentum shifter. So the Browns got the pick six off Ronnie with Ronnie Harrison, and it was a 27-10 ball game, and the and the Colts just looked lost. They were they weren't playing disciplined football. Rivers was throwing it everywhere, mostly to Browns receivers. But the biggest thing is is for the special teams point is is to make sure you don't give up the big plays, right? You you just bend, not break. And that's what defensive says, defenses say. But special teams need to, you know, keep this principle in mind too, right? Kickoff returns coverage has been horrific for the Browns. This season, You Cody Parkey has not been con- kicking it consistently into the end zone. And you just haven't also been able to c- tackle these guys. You Bengals on Thursday night, they were great returning kickoffs. And now, that was a kickoff return for 101 yards, and it was potentially a game momentum shifter, and that could have lost the game for the Browns, is that kickoff return. Hopefully, thankfully it didn't, but it could have, and that's the biggest thing. Special teams, you just got to be more disciplined, and I expect that kickoff return coverage will be an area of emphasis for the Browns on their Preparation for the Steelers game this Sunday. But yet, uh, next Sunday, that's going to be a huge game against the Steelers. That's a divisional matchup. This, and it's going to be called by Rance and, uh, Nance and Romo, which is a good thing. But nonetheless, doesn't matter. The Browns need to win this game. You're sitting at 4-1. and one. Steelers are sitting at 4-0. and oh. You go five and one, and Steelers go four and one. Now you're now you're second in the division, and I really feel that if you can really make this statement win a game that you're not expected to win, and it's not the end of the world if you lose this because you're four and two, and then the Ravens are kind of you know they're having a, a little bit of a slump. I really think that the Browns can win this game, and if they can just play disciplined football, and remember we'll have a podcast outlining all the things the Browns need to do to win. But the Browns will be... This is a winnable game against Pittsburgh. The Eagles narrowly lost to them. The Broncos narrowly lost. The Texans narrowly lost. The Giants, they were winning for most of it, and then they just kind of fell apart like good old-fashioned Giants do. But the Browns can win this game, and they will be able to move to 5-1 and one if they can play disciplined football. And that'll do it for this week's today's episode of Dog Pound Dish. 
Be sure to subscribe to Dog Pound Dish to stay up to date on your Cleveland Browns. Feel free to leave a review with any suggestions or comments you might have. Also, follow us on Twitter, link in the description, to stay up to date on your Cleveland Browns and when the Dog Pound Dish really releases a new podcast. Also, leave a question under the pinned tweet on our Twitter profile to leave any mailbag questions you might have to be answered on the show. Thanks for listening to this podcast, which was a little delayed due to the fact that technology doesn't work. But thanks for listening. And as always, go Browns.